podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well. Wednesday the 12th of July and yet another transfer target to speak about who could be joining Chelsea this summer. Ryan Cherky, who is a player that many people are excited about. Leon Talent, French under 21 international who did some dazzling things at the Euros recently and could be another young talent Chelsea are about to invest in. We'll get into the reports. We'll also get into some of the key things that maybe make this still more of a possibility in the coming weeks. And then also some of the stats and analysis that backs up why this is a very exciting talent in European football. In the second part of today's show, we will reflect on Christian Pulisic, who of course has landed now in Milan ahead of his move. And I think it's just right to kind of have a final verdict on Pulisic's Chelsea career, whether I think it's positive, negative some of the discourse I have seen since it was clear that Pulisic would be joining AC Milan. If you are new round here want to get the latest Chelsea content please do hit that subscribe button turn those notifications on hit the like button too if you're enjoying the content really does help the channel out but let's get into it. So Julian Arons uh, reported for ESPN that Chelsea are set to bid for Turkey as Christian Pulisic replacement. Apparently, Chucky is, is keen to join Chelsea, sources have told ESPN. Born in Lyon and a product of the club's youth system, he is valued at around €40 million Euros and is under contract until June 2025, after an automatic one-year extension was triggered this April when he reached 15 league and starts. His wages are all, were automatically increased at this time too, and he earns around 75 grand a week. French champions PSG had an offer for Turkey rejected by Lyon in January, but Lyon were open to a sale. Lyon's recent troubles adhering to France's FFP rules over next season's budget means they will be forced to let some players go if they want to make signings this summer. Then uh, Jackie Talbot uh, tweeted uh, today, actually, earlier today, uh, that Turkey recently changed agents and has also been informed that a sale from Lyon this window is very possible. Frenchman has been linked with Chelsea and Newcastle. I think that's the first thing, right, is, is whenever you see a player change agents, and we've seen this with some of the players that have left Chelsea this summer, Edouard Mendy it is kind of a prime example, one that comes up, is usually you are kind of laying the groundwork, Andreas Christensen, too, for a player being open to a move elsewhere and it maybe feels like the right time for this talent to move elsewhere and when you have the financial problems that Leon have they're kind of being pushed into a situation where they're going to have to make profits and they know that there's a lot of money to be had from Premier League clubs and um, whether a deal can be struck or not is obviously going to be the big point over the next few weeks but I do want to get into the player now because many people I just I We'll go through some of your replies because I did tweet this out 
Um, some people I know are really excited about this player and think he'd be a brilliant addition to Chelsea this summer. Obviously not the finished article, but you know a talent worth investing in for Pochettino, uh, for the attack who could come in and compete with our other young attackers. And these were some of the replies that I found you know, quite interesting on Twitter. So I just kind of put a, a tweet out there. Do you think he'd be a good signing for Chelsea? And this is what people had to say. Firstly, from Oscar here, yes, perfect for our new model. Plus can play that right-sided role differently than a Madawake. More, more drop into a midfield free and create from deep and play uh, as a second striker if Nkunku wouldn't be available or needed rest. Only bad thing I've heard is his work rate, but that can be coached. More positive here from Footy Fanatic, who says he would be a great profile to add to our squad. Not too established or glitzy a name to demand a starting role ahead of Madawake. He would be okay with fair fight with Madawake for that right wing spot. Good enough to be an option as a backup or in-game change for Nkunku's number 10 role. So people, you know, positive about that and feel that, you know, with rotation, with the, the competition, it's going to be there in, in an attack that is still going to have to mould with, with new players or players we've recently signed under Pochettino. There, there is going to be room for, for competition there. And I thought this piece that I will link down below, as well as some other scouting reports I did read about the player um, from Liam Fawn on uh, The Athletic, Ryan Cherky, uh, the latest and possibly greatest graduate from Leon's Academy. The 19-year-old is two-footed, a goal scorer, can beat opponents through dribbles and create with crosses and through balls. The difficulty of positions in capturing his style can be found in him changing his shirt number from 18 to 10 and then to 9 last season, back to 18 this season. He is effectively a throwback number 10 capable of operating on either wing as well as centrally and these are some of the things he's done as a young player which is quite impressive of a list that does get uh put out on the article here he is the youngest scorer in uefa uh, youth league history first 2003 born player to feature in league r um youngest scorer in leon history youngest player to play in the champions league semi-final uh and then also the second youngest league uh, scorer for leon when he was 17 and just looking at the numbers last season show how it really was his breakthrough in 22-23 in terms of that massive jump up as you can see on this graphic now uh, from 16 games in 21-22 only three starts in that season as well to 34 games played last season and 21 starts his minutes went up um, nearly to 2,000 minutes per game all of it you know, he he really has established himself now as a regular starter uh, for Leon, which I think is, is quite impressive as well. So this is a player definitely on the up. We spoke about Levi Colwell yesterday, you know, a player who has good positive momentum and clearly wants to keep that going. Only Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe re recorded more chance creating carries in league uh, last season, which are dribbles of five plus metres ending in a key pass or shot. Turkey dribbles through all areas of the pitch, often in short bursts to escape a defender on the edge of the area before releasing the ball. But there is one standout cluster in the right half space where he frequently drives into the box. So definitely is a player that, you know, just looking at some of you know his recent appearances for France, at times he can play off the left, but it seems to favour off the right. But as we expect from a lot of modern attackers, there is a flexibility here. There is someone who could play. Let's again, we are still assuming a 4 2 3 1. But I think that's very good for Pochettino is the fact that you've got players like Nkunku who could play across that um, free. We know Raheem Sterling can play on the left, on the right. Mudrik is definitely more of a left winger, but there were times when Graham Potter used him kind of as a more central attacker in transition, which I think makes some sense in certain situations. And as well, this is a player who has proved that he can 
sometimes drop a little bit deeper. Now, Chelsea have also lost Mason Mount. And I think, you know, you, you look at the, the midfielders we've lost, you look at the players, and maybe you add Kai Habits into this, you know, there's kind of the middle ground between a striker and central midfield and, and those connector players I speak about, which is so important. And it's about replacing those, right? And when you expect that Hakim Ziyech is off, Aubameyang's off, and likely Callum Hudson-Odoi is off too, Chelsea will be looking to replace those players. I think this player very much fits the the profile and quota of younger younger talents um, that we've been targeting. You don't suspect it's going to cost ridiculous money. It's still going to cost, you would expect, a little bit more than even, say, the £40 million. I, I do still think for a Premier League club, especially Chelsea, they may have to pay a little bit more for him, maybe in add-ons to Leon, but... There is definitely, you you suspect, a deal to be done there. I also do think there has been some weird stuff around this over the past week in terms of people getting annoyed at the ownership um, because sort of linking this to Moises Casado and saying, what are the club doing? You know, do they see Turkey as, as a as sort of an alternative to Casado? And I, I think that's very naive. I, I just don't, I don't see the situation like that. I don't see it as a case we don't get Casado. We get turkey and that's kind of that's fine like that's the alternative I, I don't think that's the the intention at all now we may not get casado we may get turkey but i don't think that means that they see him as the casado because obviously that's just ridiculous these are two very very different players you play in two very very different ways i think just based on what i've been seeing so far this summer it seems like with all the midfielders we've let go chelsea are looking to buy a defensive minded midfielder which is the priority but then also maybe a more progressive offensive minded midfielder i think that makes sense and um with some of the young midfielders we've invested in i, I think you want to buy someone that has clear talent that is going to come in is going to be worth investing in over players you could you know already have at your disposal and i think with some of the numbers and also um the ability of a player like Cherky. I, I think that the big thing is, and they do stress this in the Athletic article, it needs to be developed properly. And this is a, an issue Chelsea have had. When you invest in very exciting young talents, and arguably we'll get to this with Pulisic, but also with Habits, right? You 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 need to know what they're going to bring to your team. You need to know why they excel best currently. And how is that going to fit into not only Premier League football, but what you're going to be doing as a club to really make sure that that development isn't just completely stalled and they look lost for like two to three years until we cut losses with them. I think that's also a big question. Um, but we will see because I, I, I do think that you know we talked about strikers. We've talked about uh, potentially wide players coming in. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to this because I, I think it could uh, prove to be a, a shrewd addition for a player who, as I say, you know, and as some people commented, isn't going to come in and instantly be the star man. He's going to compete for his, his place, but maybe is that sort of player that actually in two to three years time looks like a very shrewd investment given he he may cost then double. You know, and if Chelsea wait on players, as we've seen, like with Aurelien and too many, you lose out and then the player is in a, a very different market in terms of, of costing you over 100 million. So we'll see and, and let me know your opinions on whether you think this would be a good deal. We will now speak about Christian Pulisic, who is is off to AC Milan. Just on a side note, I mean, AC Milan are becoming a very exciting team from a Chelsea point of view. Ruben's there, Tamori's obviously still there, and now Pulisic and um, Olivier Giroud. It's, uh, it, I think it's going to be an interesting team to watch next season. And of course, Pulisic and Giroud had a good combination when they were at Chelsea. 
I think it's the right time to let Christian Pulisic go firstly. I, I don't I don't think Chelsea fans should have many tears or kind of many regrets or, or feel that Chelsea have made a big mistake here. We have seen a lot of Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. Um, we also haven't because of his injury record. And as we spoke about with N'Golo Kante, as I'll speak about of any player, when you've got a player who is fragile from a fitness point of view, um, you know, that's not a good commodity and that, that limits your ability to, to trust them over the course of a season. Now... There is clear talent within Christian Pulisic. I know a lot of people who watch this channel um, over the years have have sort of sung his praises. And at times, maybe he's not been given the opportunities he could have had when you actually look at his minutes on the pitch. I don't disagree with that. I think that Pulisic, unfortunately, has, you know, there are parts to him. And I'm not always just going to refer back to the sliding doors moment of the summer of 2020. Even since then, we've seen glimpses of this where he has certain things about him that make him a very interesting talent that if harnessed right that if he can sort out his fitness and physicality you know there could be a very very productive player there the way he is able to I think he's got good instincts inside the box I think he knows where to be inside the box I think a lot of the goals he scored for Chelsea are not goals you'd expect of a player of his physique Um, I know that's changed over the last decade with with smaller players you know becoming more kind of um, central attackers as we've seen at Man City and Liverpool but just in a sense that he scores a lot of kind of poacher goals that I expect kind of a classic number nine to finish and I think that kind of sums up Pulisic at his best Um, I still think the him exploding through a load of players is something that maybe has completely deteriorated can he get it back after you know what he was doing earlier in his career I think those hamstring injuries probably psychologically but also maybe from a body point of view has has really hurt him because he was an electric player too it wasn't just the fact that he was good in front of goal it was that and and could get into really good positions in the box of crosses it was also that he could take several players out and looked really frightening when he got going and that's going to be the challenge for him as a player I really do and I don't think the narrative that Chelsea haven't served him well enough you know I, I don't think it truly um, matches up with what I've experienced. And I, I think that I've been quite fair to Christian Pulisic over the years. I think I've been someone who sung a lot of praises for him and believed he he could have exploded into something better. But since then, he has had a few injury problems. There have been runs of games where he hasn't imposed himself enough, where his performance levels haven't been good enough. And I, I don't think it's unfair to kind of suggest that. And, you know, I... I I just feel that it's maybe the right time for him to move on. And I, I think it's the right time for us to invest in others. And it's, listen, I mean, maybe you put Pulisic in the same category as Hakim Ziyech. You put him in the same category as Timo Werner. You put him in the same category as, as Kai Havertz. A group of attackers that we invested in over a year or two that we thought were going to be the future of this club, um, that we thought were going to be integral parts to this attack. And for various reasons, they didn't work out. Now, with a group of players like that, you look at broader problems, right? You look at the structure of the club, the chaos within, you know, our style of play and our coaches and all of that stuff. But there is, I I think the thing with Pulisic that has always been very clear is, is he does break down a lot. And if you don't have that, if you can't, you know, durability is is one of is probably a player's greatest strength, and it's why you see players who maybe aren't always Aspilicueta. I think is a perfect example here, right? Um, there are more flamboyant players out there, but he has remained durable at Chelsea for over a decade. He has been reliable for so many head coaches. That is something that is a very, very important commodity. It shouldn't need to be said, but for all the talent and potential you have, it's a little bit like the Reese James thing, right? People were um, getting annoyed at me when I said that I thought that 
you know, at, at Chelsea, at, at Chelsea, Mason Mount has proved to be a much more valuable player than Reese James. It's not saying that Reese James isn't an outstanding talent. It's because Reese James has had consistent injury problems. If he doesn't have those injury problems, I think he will be Chelsea's best player. But when he's not on the pitch, he can't be Chelsea's best player. And you can't think of him as as our best player or our most important player because you can't rely on him over the course of a season. And I, I think that's the shame of Christian Pulisic, of what could have been. What could have been if he didn't get that hamstring tear on that run he did against Arsenal in the FA Cup final. Because, trust me, in terms of like runs I've seen from Chelsea players, I think that was one of the most dazzling and inspirational. And that's just the shame of it, right? I think that there's um, few players that have excited me, and, and I really thought this is it. We, we've, we've bought someone special here. He may find that in Serie A, he may not. So those are my thoughts on, on Christian Pulisic and, and why I think it's it's the right time to move him on. And it's just, you know, another one out the door and I think it's it's the right move and, and you, you don't want players who want here, right? And I think that's the same with Pulisic as it is for so many players this summer and people wanted those players to be dispensed with and that, that's what's happened and I think he's he's probably got a good location now to, to restart his career at Serie A but that is it for today's show thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it if you did enjoy it hit that subscribe button turn those notifications on if you're listening on the podcast thank you for tuning in and make sure to give us a positive rate and review also really helps out you can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.